You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 173, all things in between the Frozens. Mic drop. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. We are your hosts. My name is Chelsea Robson, joined by Morgan Stradling. We are the dynamic duo of the podcast, um, mostly because we're the only duo of the podcast currently. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to be here once again. Last week was our first time in forever episode, and we talked about the unforgettable Frozen number one. And in preparation for Frozen 2 that is coming out at the end of this month, and this is our episode that we're going to be talking about the shorts, you know, the little, the little, like short little things that they made to kind of like quench your frozen thirst, I guess. Yeah. And short is a very liberal term, I guess. <laughs> uh, it could be anywhere from a seven to eight minute short to a 22 minute short. And we will <laughs> get so- all into that in this episode. Just follow the string. I've got big plans. I've got to pray. If you are a brand new listener, welcome. Um, you should definitely check out all of our past episodes. We've gone through many different uh, iterations, I guess, but we've all been the same thing throughout the whole thing. Basically, we talk about, we take an animated movie, we talk about it, we go through all of the things from the marketing to the music to just all around nerdist like moments. Um, and we just like enjoy the each other's company while doing it. There will be spoilers, so, you know, if you haven't watched this, you know, you have been warned. Why are you here? Go watch it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, today we're going to be having a couple different discussions. One, first we're going to talk about the Frozen phenomenon, and then we're going to go in and talk about those different shorts that came around after the first. So Frozen Fever and Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So before we get started and we talk about the shorts, let's talk about the Frozen phenomenon. Because you remember in last episode, we broke down the movie Frozen six years after it had come out. So if you have not listened to that yet, go to rotoscopers.com slash 172 to listen to that. And if you want to listen to our very first take on Frozen, you can go to rotoscopers.com slash 55. That was the episode that we did just a few days after it released. And we wanted to hold back on talking about the Frozen phenomenon until this episode because there was just a lot to talk about. But it's interesting because because there was a lot to talk about when it just came to unpacking the movie Frozen itself. And after the movie was released, it grew to this epic scale that no one had predicted. We all expected it to do well, but just the scale at which it climbed and kept climbing and how it hung around, it was, excuse the pun, like Titanic level proportions. And I say that because (laughs) when Titanic came out, that movie stuck around and stuck around and stuck around and for a very, very long time was the number one grossing film of all time until it was surpassed by James Cameron's other film, which was Avatar. And so this was similar to Titanic where the film was released and it didn't have that typical, you know, few weeks to a month where it was top of the box office and then, you know, just trickled away. This kept going and going 
and going. Yeah, it was crazy. There was so giving if you have never heard of us or anything, this is a very brief synopsis of our history with Frozen. About a year prior, we received a couple different uh, just like assets. <laughs> yeah, assets, uh, a couple pictures like uh, of what it could be, of what, you know, these different like drawings and then maybe little things. And we just thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be huge. We didn't know how huge it was going to be, but we're like we were all in. And so we just did for about a year. We t- covered everything about it. And once we got to the actual release, we thought, you know, like any normal movie, it would be release, like we would be done. But (laughs) so this came out November 27th, 2013. And I just remember on our just looking at a couple of our different videos and our website, it wasn't around. It was about until January that this just hit its height of popularity which is incredible. This is months later. <laughs> People are still like hugely into it. And we were getting like a hundred subscriptions a day, like just because of a couple videos that we had done. And like, that's kind of just how we could tell what a like behemoth success this movie was, at, which was just crazy. Yeah. So obviously Frozen became this big thing. It surpassed in January. They did release a sing-along version that's right. Of the film. And they the reason they want to do it. this. Yeah, they re-release it because if it's on a certain trajectory where it knows it's going to cross certain milestones, they will keep it in theaters or f- any film. They will keep it in theaters a little longer or they'll kind of like re-release with like a special like director's cut or bonus features or, you know, something to get people to come back into the theater again. And so I think they knew the studio executives knew that. This was going to cross a billion dollars, which was kind of unheard of. There had been a few that had done it, but and so Especially they did for that. Like a no-name movie. I mean, Minions. I, it's part of a, a series of movies, you know, right? But yeah, this was like no one had any background on this. Mm-hmm. And so there was that, and then eventually it did cross a billion dollars, and then it eventually beat out um, the top spot for the top animated film of all time. And so I just remember when these press releases was coming through. Um, into early 2014. It was just really, really exciting. And it, it really started to die down around April when the frozen fever, yeah, seize the pun again, uh, really uh, took its, you know, we broke it, the fever <laughs> broke and, you know, people started dying back down. Um, but because of frozen, it became this huge thing. You know, people already were starting to, there were rumors about a sequel. Are they going to do that? Uh, the, Anna and Elsa obviously were already in the parks. There was an announcement of a Broadway musical, which did finally release in 2018. They have redone rides at Disney World at Epcot and made them Frozen themed. Oh my gosh. Uh, and when then, the Epcot one hit, people were in line for like five hours mm-hmm. just to see Elsa. Like, what? Oh, that was just for the character meet and greet. Yeah. That wasn't for the actual ride. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, um, I have still never seen the characters because I think I have like sort of PTSD of, <laughs> of potential five hour waits to see these characters. So I'm like, right. uh, I'm good, you know, and, and Frozen really has taken over everything as far as like Disney parks. There was a season um, very quickly, um, the cliffhanger 
for season three of Once Upon a Time in That's May right. 2014 gave the hint that season four was going to be Frozen themed. So it wouldn't even have been, you know, a whole year later by the fall, they already had a Frozen storyline within one of their major series on ABC, which is crazy. So they had an yeah. entire series focused on that. They had different, uh, you know, tons of different parades and, and experiences at the parks that were focused around Elsa and Anna. And then in March 2015, so just a little over a year, they released Frozen Fever. And we're not going to talk about that yet, but they were, I think it's interesting that they decided to go with this short route and they released this before Cinderella um, instead mm -hmm. of just going all in and working on the sequel right away because Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck and the original songwriting team, they did work on this short. And yes, shorts don't take as long to produce. However, I... I wonder if it would have been in Frozen's best interest to maybe just get going on the sequel. Because now at this point with the, the sequel on the horizon in a few weeks, it's been six years. Um, yeah. Neither here nor there, just the thought. I'm sure Frozen 2 is going to blow it out of the water, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, and then the, around that same time, the, the sequel was officially announced in uh, the same day that Frozen Fever came out. They announced that it's, it's going to be... Um, Frozen 2. So then we need to talk about, then there, was, there wasn't there was too much Frozen news. Um, it very much had happened over, you know, the next few years. But then before Coco in 2017, they debuted Fro Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Now, Olaf's Frozen Adventure was originally supposed to be um, a TV special that would air on ABC. And for some reason, they decided to nix that, change it, and just put it in front of Coco. Now, they had done Which other... mate not a good idea. <laughs> no, no. We will it talk about anyway. the effect. Um, but they had done other shorts, uh, Pixar shorts. For, there's two different Toy Story ones that were made for TV specials and um, did decently well. But I guess the strategy changed. And so they said, well, we have this short. What are we going to do with it? And they kind of... I think they made the assumption that the Coco crowd is the same crowd. That's the Frozen crowd, right? Their families, yeah. you know, this is going to be great. But this wasn't well advertised. And I don't really blame them because I don't think the shorts are advertised majority of the time. Like if you come and there's a short in front of the, the movie, you're like, okay, cool, whatever. It's a short. Um, you move on. It's not like, ooh, I'm looking so forward to the short for the general audience, right? Right. And with this one, it was kind of, uh, marketed as a short, but it was just a TV special repackaged. So it was 22 minutes long. <laughs> and I remember being in this theater and this was the very first time we'd taken my son to a movie and it was my whole family. It was a Thanksgiving tradition. We, uh, we eat dinner and then we go to a movie later and he would just turned one. And so we're like, okay, we'll see how he does. And of course my family gets there early and, um, and then there's a, like 30 minutes of, of, preamble and commercials and trailers <laughs> and then we get to frozen fever and i'm like and he's been like really good this whole time for a one-year-old he's just sitting there he's happy and then there's frozen fever or frozen no, olaf's Fro olaf's then there's olaf's frozen adventure and i'm like okay i love frozen this is cool but then it just kept going and going <laughs> and going that like i started to become embarrassed for like what this was and every, you could tell visibly that people were like looking around like is this over like what is this i are we in the wrong theater 
And and then by the time Coco actually started, my son was over it. He'd probably been in this chair like at least an hour. So for a normal movie, we would have been two thirds of the way done. But um, yeah, that didn't that didn't go over too well. And so Coco, I don't think he's seen Coco to this day. Right. And so someone had to go walk the halls with him. Um, and that was the experience of a lot of people with Olaf's Frozen Adventure is that people weren't impressed. They weren't happy. They wanted to go see Coco. Right. Well, and with Olaf's Frozen Adventure, it was just, I mean, there was a lot of people that were like, I don't know. I feel like I got a free movie out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but uh, let's let's jump into Frozen Fever real quick. Okay. And then we'll yeah. jump because it's only like seven minutes long and it's Anna's birthday. Mm-hmm. So something that's interesting with shorts in general, at least shorts that are kind of like a sequel, they tend to focus on or they can focus on things that are maybe more mundane, everyday life things. It's not the right. big, um, there's a big villain or some, something is going to destroy civilization. Like we don't have time for that right. to unpack everything that that entails in a short. And so they're usually day to day stuff. And at least with these frozen ones, they are. And I noticed it's interesting with both of these shorts is that they focus on Elsa's guilt that she feels about having taken something away from Anna's childhood because of me, you missed out on something and I need to overcompensate and make that up for you. And that's both of them. Yeah. That that was something that annoyed me actually, because I was like, why are we focusing... Like, she's girlfriend. Get over it. Just move forward. Right, right. And it's hard because sometimes there are obviously very traumatic things that happen to your life and they suck and it's a bummer and you miss out on the really great things that other people have. Um, But the lesson is to move, keep moving forward and not look back. And I actually think it's kind of interesting that they're clearly still early on in their sisterly, new sisterly relationship and they're 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 trying to compensate and and make up for lost time. Right. So in this case, it's Anna's birthday. Who doesn't love a good birthday? Woo! Party. And you got all the major characters in there. I mean, I wonder how much their incomes increased after the 1.2 billion dollars of Frozen. Um, so you got those all the actors, all the singers, everybody's there. And there's one funny thing. So it's like here's another part of Elsa's like mystique that I I would really like to be answered in Frozen 2. What are the confines of her powers? Because currently it feels like she could really just do anything with these powers. Um like does it even reach to like ice cream cakes? Did she make that ice cream cake? <laughs> is that why she's like no don't touch it or is it like does somebody else actually make it? I mean, it has coldness in it as a cake, right? So I figure she can, I'm sure someone created the cake, but because there's icy elements in the cake or she can infuse iciness, she can, she can manipulate a little bit. But I I would say Elsa's powers stop at the ability to create food. If that's the case, then she is a machine and she just needs to <laughs> feel, feed the world and stop world hunger. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, but I mean, the girlfriend can do whatever she wants. She like make she makes ice skates for Anna, like well, they're out of nothing. Literally ice ice skates. Yeah, but she yeah, <laughs> but she like makes clothes for not just herself, you know. And so well, I'm just like she I I, she didn't make Anna's dress. Anna had a dress, and then she kind of infused it with some icy elements to enhance it. 
Okay. I think okay. her clothes are made out of ice. Somehow colored. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she since she can handle the cold, the cold never bothered her anyway. Right. She just creates new gowns all the time. <laughs> and I don't know. She's a great designer. I will have to say her dress in this one specifically in Frozen Fever is like one of my favorites because I really love the green. I love the mm-hmm. flowers infused on it. It's a nice change from very cold that we feel in Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, Frozen is blues, obviously, and we we get the the pop of magenta every now and then. Yeah, but it's it's very tonally uh, one dimensional, very monochromatic for the most part. Right. White, blue, ice, and this we get greens and pinks and and really fun colors <laughs> and yellow. I love it. I love yeah. it. I think it's really really fun, and um, this works pretty well as a short. I remember we heard that there was going to be a new song in this and everyone was like super excited and, and we've all grown to love uh, Christine Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez and how amazing they are. And there is this one song called Making Today a Perfect Day and it more or less encapsulates the whole song. It's a pretty long song. Yeah, it's good. It's catchy. Um, it feels like the original movie, too. In a way, but on a different level. I don't feel like it's as on par as the other no. songs. It feels like it's in the same world, but yeah. it definitely as a, is a lower tier to me. And it's not one that I want to necessarily... It's okay. It's an okay song. I'll put it... It's catchy. Uh, it's much better than the songs in the other short, which we'll talk about. But um, it's like they knew, okay, people love Frozen for the songs and they love our like quirky, fun songs. And so let's make another song for this. And I guess one of the problems that I have with this short is, okay, I will admit, I did not actually understand the pun in this title until, or maybe I did and I forgot, but I was sitting on the couch just now watching it with my kids. And it, I look, it said frozen fever. And I was like, oh, I get it because she's sick and has a fever. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did not realize that. And so she has this cold and it takes her like down and out very quickly. She has a cold and a fever, but I don't really love the aspect that it's, it gets her like punch drunk essentially. And the song as a result has like drunken Elsa singing. And I'm like, "Eh, this isn't like a very super memorable song that I want to listen to as a result because she's slurring her words with each verse as we go along. And it's, uh, why couldn't we have regular Elsa singing? Like we understand she's sick, but I just don't like the level that they took it to. Cause it's like a little like, okay, is, is this a cold or is this a flu where she's, you know, becoming bedridden i mm, having like still i'm getting over a cold right now and it was like partially bedridden type moments so i can understand it but at the same time i'm like eh, it was a little over the top but mm-hmm. you know maybe flus you know affect her differently because yes, she is magical indeed. yes <laughs> so, so magical it's all so magical <laughs> Oh, crap. I don't know. Aladdin. It's Jasmine. Oh, She's yeah, looking yeah. over at all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I've got like five different movies going through my head. I'm like, where is it? Comb, comb, comb. Comb through it. Anyway, I, in general, I really liked it. Here's the other part um, that I was like interested by. Like, okay, your powers are now creating these 
little buddies all around. Mm -hmm. And they're nowhere to be found in Olaf's Frozen Adventure. (laughs) Yeah. Because apparently at the end of them, they all move in with with Marshmallow, who is still in the ice castle up in the the North Mountain. Um, But I feel like, like she's just creating her own little army of frozen things. (laughs) So we talk about this in the first film and it's briefly mentioned, like I created you. Right. uh, Yeah. You can create life. Is this not the, shouldn't this be the main thing that we're talking about? Because this is pretty (laughs) serious. And they kind of play on that in this one. Like, ha ha. So funny. She can just sneeze and she creates all these things. And, um, you know, it, it gets more and more hilarious as there's probably hundreds of them. And at the end, it's like, well, we still don't want to touch that topic. That's a bit heavy. So let's just, let's just all lock them in the ice palace and see you later. <laughs> well, well, so it's like, well, they like having fun at the idea of this, but then when they actually have to confront it and like, let's have a real conversation about this. Like, no, 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 no. Conceal, don't feel. <laughs> it's true. Like, what is this? I, once again, going back, what in the world are her actual powers? I really mm-hmm. want to know where the dimensions cross. Hopefully we will soon find out. I know. Frozen 2, don't let us down. Again, well, we have this laundry list of questions. You must exactly. answer them all. All of them. So all in all, I really, I mean, I liked it. I yeah, thought it was fun. Yeah, they, it plays before Cinderella. Some people liked it, some people didn't. I remember it was kind of being indifferent because, you know, we had obviously the frozen hype and the frozen, the real frozen fever and frozen phenomenon, you know, the six months after. And then we kind of like took a breather for about, you know, nine months when, until this was released again. And then it's like, yay, frozen is short. We're excited, but can it live up? Right. And it didn't quite live up. It just felt cute and fun. But I think I watched it maybe one other time after that. And, you know, so it is what it is. It, It kept it fresh and alive in our minds. And so that was 2014. Any So what would you rate Frozen Fever? Well, Frozen Fever, that was the thing. I think the reason I didn't like it as much is because it was in theaters. And I kind of expect something that's in theaters to kind of support canon. And because this neither progressed nor added anything to the franchise itself, I feel like it's not even canon. Like it's... And they kind of just did that. And I guess going into the other one in Olaf, it's like they both focus on Elsa's, like her guilt. And it's like, I don't know. It's just a, I, I got annoyed by that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I mean, just by the sheer place of like, I would rather it have added something. And if it didn't add something, like put it to TV type thing, like I would have, or just, one of those internet things. Great. You know, it's like, it's like when, um, Marvel was doing those random Thor videos where Thor was like living on earth with like, right. (laughs) Like those were amazing. And I was completely okay with that because it was like, it's not theatrical and therefore I don't have to make it fit in the timeline, you know? Right. So, Oh no, I give it like three stars because I've, I now have to put it in the timeline and I didn't like that part. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree. Three and a half feels really good to me. My three and a half is it's good. I liked it, but it kind of ends there. You know, I don't need to go rewatch it all the time. It doesn't have all these like epic moments. Um, So yeah. So now 
Let's go in to the next piece. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So Frozen Fever. So Frozen 2013, Frozen Fever 2014. Three years later, 2017. Basically three and a half because it was the tail end of 2017. Right. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Supposed to be a TV special. Repackaged and snuck in as a short. And the internet had a heyday. I'd say the large majority of people did not enjoy this. They did not Mm-mm. appreciate it. So I think the way that it was packaged and delivered left a bad taste in people's mouth. Because I think a lot of other people also were kind of frozen out over the years. And so if it was a TV special, people would have been able to actively go choose to watch it. Right. I think if I would have just been able to watch this, I would have tuned in. I would have watched it. I would have recorded it. Right. Like I'd be all in. But the fact that I was going to see something else and was instead presented frozen and a very, 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 very large frozen short. (laughs) A lot of people did not enjoy that, let alone one that's very Olaf heavy, which can be polarizing. (laughs) And you notice how all the commercials for Frozen 2 are lacking in Olaf. Like, oh, yeah. just push him away right now. We don't yeah. want people to remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll, have a, he'll still have a very, very strong presence. Oh, yes, but not in the advertising. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think the... Uh, I felt like Olaf's Frozen Adventure was just that. A reason to get people to remember it in order to make more money on Frozen 2. And well, that's just kind of how it came across to me. Like, I was like... And therefore, I did not enjoy it. So one thing that I do agree with that is that um, I do feel that there is, and I don't know how true this is, but I feel like there's pressure from studio executives at certain mm-hmm. points. You got to make a sequel. You got to do a, a short. You got to keep this fresh in their minds. And, you know, Frozen has these beautiful dresses and this art style that Brittany Lee yeah. is so famous for, right? Oof. And it's like, ooh, new clothes, new merchandise, new costumes. Because for the first film, I think, so our Dirty Couch discussion is kind of like weaving in, you know, the Frozen phenomenon. We're just kind of like talking about it throughout. But one thing that happened with the original Frozen is that they did not order enough supply to meet the demand of all the right. Frozen stuff that people wanted for Christmas, the costumes. Like, it was barren shelves for frozen merchandise and remember like things were going crazy on ebay for it yes yeah like costumes going for 200 dollars. like now a frozen costume is a dime a dozen i think most average little girl in america has probably like four and with frozen fever i definitely remember the frozen fever dolls because you could buy the green dress anna i mean she had a green dress before but you could buy the green dress springy elsa woohoo Right. And you could get new clothes for your wardrobe and your play kit and for Halloween. And this one, I, hey, you do not see Elsa wearing her typical dress. You do not see Anna wearing her dress. They have Christmas clothes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's another opportunity to have more clothes. And now that you can see that Frozen 2 is here, I'm sure you've seen it at the Disney store or at Target that the clothes and the new dolls are very, very heavily prominent. Like, at my target, there's a giant frozen kiosk display that's like huge <laughs> and there's clothes and all these things. And then you go to the actual girls section where you have like t-shirts and things and, you know, they have frozen t-shirts, but then they also have like real dresses that you would wear. That's not a costume dress that looks like basically like 
the dress. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a costume, but you're buying a dress for your girl that like is basically like Disney bounding on a, like it's so crazy right, right. to me. And so they have definitely made sure that they are well, well repaired, well prepared for this launch that everyone has everything they need for Christmas because this <laughs> is their biggest time as far as sales go. Right. So going back to Olaf's Frozen Adventure, I must say, talking about the clothes, that dress that Elsa has that's that velvet and it's, you know, it's like a crushed velvet or a velvet and it's like a dark blue, kind of like a muted, ooh, has those little sparkle like crystals on it. And the fuzz. Obsessed. Obsessed. I love it. I need it. I want it. <laughs> you should get like a coat like that. Yeah. Because, I mean... You're not really going to be wearing the dress everywhere. But if you got a coat that looked like that, that you, oh, heavens, I would be wearing that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved all the clothes. And that was, I mean, I am a, I love clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's, I just do. I like looking at them. I think they're beautiful. And I'm just, I have one of the things that I follow on Instagram is like, like, couture dresses and things like that and so mm-hmm. they pop up I'm like ooh that's pretty <laughs> and so yes this is definitely one of those that I feel like yeah I would totally get that but I just uh, I don't know as far as Olaf's Frozen Adventure goes like so this one the whole drama around the the whole problem of this is once again you know Elsa is upset with herself that she has ruined Christmas once again. I want ruined Christmas because they have no family traditions. All of their family traditions are dead because, well, their parents died and Elsa was stuck in her room for all these years. And so Olaf is like, oh, I need to be the one to help find a tradition for you. And so he's going around and talking to all of the people and asking, like, what are your traditions? And the thing is about this one that. The songs were not done by the original crew. Yes. And I could tell. Now, going to the songs, this is by a new duo, or at least new to us, which is Alyssa Sampsel and Kate Anderson. Now, they are kind of like the girl version, except for not married, of... Robert the Lopez's right where they write musical theater and this was they'd done a few things before but this was really one of the biggest things and I feel really bad because of just everything and the controversy surrounding Olaf's frozen disaster I mean Olaf's frozen Uh adventure (laughs) because it really kind of gave them a bad rap and I've as I've been able to listen to the songs a little bit more they obviously are not on the same level as the Lopez's however they're fun. They they are just right. fun. I, Ring in the Season is actually pretty cute. I think as a holiday song, it captures everything yeah. that you're kind of looking for in Christmas music or holiday music. It has the bells and it's just happy. Ring in the season each year. Right. And I have nothing against, like, I felt, I felt like the songs themselves were not bad. You know, the Ballad of Fleming Glatt. Fleming grad, you know, you got Josh, Jonathan Groff singing that ring in the season, um, that time of year with Josh Gad and everyone. And then when we're together, Olaf's frozen adventure score with Christoph Beck. So nice to have him back. Um, yeah. So those are the main songs. And it was just like, you could just tell it wasn't the same though. I mean, yeah, it, it everyone ha- has their like style and it just wasn't the same. 
It's weird. I know when I first uh, saw this film, and even when I was the second time I saw this film, I was like, everything is so right. memorable. I can't remember a single thing. Um, but as I've watched this more, obviously, which will naturally happen, I remember things more. So yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. It's quick, but really nothing that's going to blow your mind. And that's, I don't think the purpose of Olaf's Frozen Adventure, I think Olaf's Frozen Adventure is just to be fun. Just enjoy it. Uh, you know, hey, Frozen people, you like songs. Here's a few new songs in the mix. Yes, it's not going to be Let It Go. But seriously, Let It Go. It's not going to be Let It Go. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy the season. Ring in the season. Yes. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> So Robert Lopez is the only person to have twice won an Oscar, Grammy, Tony, and Emmy. So there's only a handful of people who've, it's called a double EGOT, E-G-O-T. There's only a handful of people who've done that just in general one time, but right. he is the only person in history to do it two times over. It's, I mean, are oh, you man. freaking kidding me? It's this crazy. guy is a god yeah. when it comes to musicals and songwriting. And so for these newcomers to come in, I mean, that's huge, huge shoes to fill. It is. I really. was reading an article talking about what they were able to do in the audition process and how they were just so excited when they finally found out that they got it. They had to like write some songs as part of this. And what a huge honor. I could only imagine what it was like for this these women to get that and how kind of disappointing at the same time the reception to the short and and as a result the matter of the short which would have been the songs too and and they had to have known how criticized they were going to be yeah in trying to fill these shoes and i have to give them mad props because i think they really did do as good of a job that they could have done the songs are good like they're not total garbage. These aren't Return no, of Jafar <laughs> type of stuff. I mean, they're really cute. They try to have that frozen aesthetic and vibe, and I have to give them mad, mad props because I don't really think that they've gotten enough. Oh, I completely, completely agree. It going back to the, the thought of I just feel like if these were placed in a place that was not on theatrical screens, I feel like everyone would have accepted them just as they are knowing that they weren't canonized on screen in theaters so that's an interesting topic you think things that aren't necessarily like theatrical aren't canon that is not just a different different level of canon it's a different level of canon (laughs) because once again it's like if it goes in if it goes in the on screen i feel like it's part of the timeline they're expecting everyone to be caught up to date with these things Mm-hmm. And if you're not up to date, it's because it wasn't really part of the on-screen catalog. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're 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 able to give it a different. It's a different level of like direct-to-video sequel. You, we have a, a certain expectation of what to expect for those versus the theatrical, right? Know, and the only they, they're putting their whole budget, all things in, in order to make that good, right? It's like and- Return of Jafar. I understand (laughs) the animation's not great. The songs are not obviously Howard Ashman, (laughs) Alan Menken. Or are they? Uh, Obviously not Howard Ashman. No. Menken do those? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's like, I accept it and I love it because I know its place and what to expect as a result. Right. Well, and I mean, I, (laughs) going back into that one, the King of Thieves, we both know, we said that is like major canon should have been on screen. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, I digress. I mean, there are fun little things, fun little quips. Like there was a one part where they're like, oh, take the sauna. Like, I want a sauna for my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, it's cute. myself. (laughs) We talk about how in both of these shorts, it's their attempts to recreate what they lost and things that they missed out on. And in this case, again, you know, we, we pose, we pose this question in the other podcast and we said, well, how, what was their relationship? Like, were they literally not in contact with each other? And it seems in this case, they got rid of these traditions. Like they no longer rang the Yule bell and they no longer got together and did like Christmas things. And I'm like, who are these horrible parents? <laughs> they literally stopped their lives and said, okay, we, we no longer will function as a family. We won't do fun things together. We're just going to stay isolated in our rooms, playing video games on our phones, and we're not <laughs> going to have a conversation or be face-to-face at all. It's almost like this was a 20th first century family <laughs> in a way. <laughs> because they don't do anything. They don't get together. It's so bizarre. Yeah, which I'm, is why, you know, everyone was like, why did they close the gates? Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, well, what's happening with them? Because like, no one knew the secret. Yeah. I think what would have made me happy is if they would have, knowing what the, um, just knowing what that Frozen 2 was happening, if they could have, like, let us know that part of this is important for the next thing. But is like, it? Are holiday traditions important to Frozen 2? That's what I'm saying. Like, if they would have changed the... If they would have made it instead of holiday traditions as just like, okay, if we know this is going to be... Specifically, okay, well, we know that they repackaged this one and it was supposed to be on TV. Okay, looking at Frozen Fever, it was just a fun little quick thing. But if they would have, like, known, said, okay, this is... Part of this is going to be almost like a cliffhanger to tease you for Frozen 2, that would be different. I don't. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think that was the purpose of this. I think this was, hey, we want to get a short out at Christmas time so we can capitalize on Christmas or the holidays. And I think it's so funny in this short is that they keep it very vague. That special time of year. Uh Holiday (laughs) traditions. It's obviously they don't want to call attention to one tradition or holiday religion over another. Um, Yeah, I mean, they had a menorah. So you know, they have those two major ones and knowing like, okay, time and place, what traditions would have been in those areas, you know? Right. The beginnings of a Christmas tree. And I mean, it's cool. It, I liked that, like the concept that they were trying to explore of traditions, but it kind of, it just really felt forced as far yeah. as a subject matter, it was like, we need something Christmassy. What's Christmas? What can we, what did they miss out on? I feel like this is like the, always the go-to for like a new story is like a new short. It's like, okay, so what did they miss out on <laughs> when it was the, the gates were closed? What can we, what, what at Christmas did they miss out? Oh, well, they didn't get together. They didn't have these holiday traditions. Okay, great. Let's do holiday traditions. You know, but yeah. it's, but what are the stakes? Um, I, well, I guess they, <laughs> they do realize that they had a tradition and it was that, Anna was perpetually being Anna and constantly trying to be in contact with Elsa. And so right. the tradition just sort of ended up being that every year she would give her a card of Olaf and right. Elsa really started to love it and, and look forward to it. But that's so sad. <laughs> I know. Which was so funny because like that was the other thing is like Olaf, his attitude on the whole thing really escalated quickly. Like, I'm just gonna stay lost. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it goes from just being a normal like, oh, this is just what I'm going to do to I am totally, completely down in the dumps and I am not well, even worth hanging around. I'm going to stay It's not even lost. like anyone, ass- no one assigned him I know. this task. It's not like he let them down. He just kind of like set it upon himself to do something and let himself down. But man, when he's down in the dumps, <laughs> down in the dumps. That's why I was like, it escalated really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, and so, you know, it just wraps up and it's like, oh, well, we do have traditions. Yay. And so what did you think of the part at the very beginning when they like they ring the Yule log? Not the Yule log. <laughs> Don't. That would not be, make a great sound. <laughs> they ring the Yule bell and then everyone just starts walking away and the girls are like, wait, wait, come back, come back. I kind of liked, because that's true. I mean, everyone has their own unique traditions that they do as a family and it's fun, but it seems like something as big as this, um, there would there I, would be a little bit more like aftermath. It's not like ring the bell, right. okay, bye. It's like, wait, no, we spend all this time walking down here to the palace and like, can you at least feed us and give us a buffet and we can mix and mingle? It's like, no, no, I gotta this is the beginning of this oh, sorry, I should not bang the table. Like, <laughs> nope, they ring the bell. I immediately have to go and start on my other traditions because apparently I have so many traditions, there is no time. I have to start immediately on all of the traditions. Like Right. Okay. Well, and also, if you think about it, okay, this castle has been closed for the last 15 years, so they just opened it. Um, I'm sticking around. Like, what you guys going on? <laughs> exactly. Not like, like, I'm like, okay, can I get a tour? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Like, I would definitely be, and I mean, come on, there's every, every party has a moocher that is just there for the free food. And they have, like, so much free food. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. They they did have all that food. It's like they were expecting to have people come and stay, but okay. Have you ever had a a, a party go that bad? <laughs> Where no okay. one stays and eats my food? I can't right. think of it. And if I did, it's clearly because I blocked it out because that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. So my parents always, they always talk about how the, the reason why they don't ever like have gatherings of friends or whatever because they tried one time, but then nobody showed up. And so they like planned for like 20, 30 people and had all this food out everywhere. And like two people showed up and they felt really awkward because they Aww. couldn't, they didn't feel like they could leave because it's like, oh crap. <laughs> and it's like, because of that, I honestly have like this um, thing in my head that it's like, okay, I don't throw parties, I have gatherings. And a gathering can consist of anything and it's kind of like uh we'll kind of just potluck it <laughs> like i have i was not there but i know their stories enough to like have their fears transferred on me <laughs> mm-hmm. the party i don't want nobody wants to be a party fail definitely not so that's <laughs> with that that's uh <laughs> All I got on that. I mean, I this is the second time that I had seen the short, and I don't think I have to see it again. I'm gonna just go into my review. I have to give it two and a half stars. Yeah, I agree. It's not that I hate it terribly, but I kind of don't love it. <laughs> it seems just kind of forced in a lot of ways. And yep. there's nothing really at stake here. And not saying that there has to be huge stakes for um, a short, because they don't. And this just talks about, hey, we didn't have a family tradition, and, and now we do. But it it seems 
way too long. If this was a normal short, it would have probably been really cute and fine. Um, but that it was just drawn out and we have about 10 minutes of Olaf going around and singing a song and looking for traditions. And it just, there was just too much for not, not that big of a payoff. Right. So I don't really need to watch this again. And I probably won't. I'm more excited for the big, big epic Frozen 2. And since it's going to be released theatrically, apparently, Ooh. according to you and everyone else, <laughs> the standard is super duper high. And I'm super pumped. Yeah. Well, um, so that means that I don't have to, like, you're not going to want to borrow my DVD Blu-ray copy of Olaf's Frozen Adventure plus other Christmas shorts. Well, if you have the (laughs) digital code that you're not using, sure, throw it my way. (laughs) The kids will love it. Actually, they were watching this and they were so into it. Like, oh, really? This is interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I told him it was an Olaf. You know, I said the name of the film. He's like, Olaf? He loves snowmen. That's like his favorite thing. And he was this close to being a snowman for Halloween. Frosty. Okay. Um, so yeah, fro- snowmen are a big deal at our house right now. It, all right, all right. Not just Christmas time. It's 24-7, 365 snowmen. <laughs> um, we have two different Frosty the Snowman books. And yeah, this is just a tangent, but. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a voicemail. So let's take a look at that. Hi, Rotoscopers. My name is August, and I've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast for so many years now. I can't even remember when I first found it, uh, but I've never sent in anything before this. Um, I'm currently in my second year of studying animation in the UK, and I founded the Disney Society at my university, and we're all going to see Frozen 2 in cinemas in two weeks. Um, So when I first saw that you were doing another podcast, I thought, I need to send in a voicemail for this one. Um, and basically I, I know a lot of people appreciate the hard work you put into the previous podcasts over the years. And I really just wanted to say thank you for that because, um, you're doing it great. I wish you all a fantastic Frozenber and I will keep wishing for more podcasts in the future. Take care. That is so cool. Thank you so much, August, for sending that in. We're glad to finally, finally hear from you. For the first time in forever. (laughs) Sorry, I had to bring it back. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers. It was fun to talk about Frozen Fever and Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which is the whole reason we are doing this as part of Frozember. And we are eagerly anticipating Frozen 2. It's been six years since the original Hype is strong with this one. I don't think the hype is as big as the original Frozen, just because that was such an unknown. Um, yeah. We know what we're getting into. Or maybe we know we're just, the world. We're just jaded to it. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, our next podcast will be the review of Frozen 2. So Woo. in advance of that, we're not sure when we will record, but as soon as you get to watch it, send us your voicemail reviews. Send us a voicemail at rotoscopers.com slash voicemails. Or give us a call at 406-646-6575. Send those as soon as you can, and we will include your reviews in the next episode. Please keep them brief and short, 90 seconds or less. And of course, if you are tweeting about this on social media, use the hashtag AnimationAddicts. And 
this is crazy. I think that the past few years, Instagram stories have be kind of become a thing. So the way to promote the podcast has totally changed from a while ago. So if you are listening to this, just take a screenshot and share it to your story. Be sure to tag us at Rotoscopers and we will share it as well. Take a picture of you wherever you're listening to the show. We love, love, love getting feedback and hearing that you guys are listening to the show. So tag us at Rotoscopers on your Instagram stories and we will definitely give you a reshare. And yeah, until next time. We, we are, are the, the Rotoscopers. Rotoscopers.